This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, Steeler Nation. This is G. Stryker, host of the SteelerNation.com podcast and now SteelerNation.com vidcast. And today, I am happy to have one of our newest sports writers from SteelerNation.com, Jordan DeFiggio. How you doing, Jordan? Hey, I am good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. It's great to have you on the show. And, and uh, honestly, you know, thank you for bearing with all the technical di- difficulties. This was supposed to be a live vidcast. Obviously, as our YouTube subscribers now realize, it didn't go live at 11. We had some technical difficulties, but we'll be working those out, and we should have the vidcast back up and rolling live very shortly. (laughs) So first of all, I want Steeler Nation to get to know you. You're one of our newest writers. So tell Steeler Nation where you're from. Sure. I am from the great city of Pittsburgh. I lived here for the majority of my life. I moved away for several years, but came back and I just love it here. I So many good things. Obviously, I'm very invested in the Pittsburgh sports scene. So that was that played a big part in me coming back to to the city but yeah from here lived here for a pretty long time and it's it's just the best city awesome and tell steeler nation how you became part of the steeler nation writing staff i mean this is an interesting story it sure is it was kind of a whirlwind of events one after another so i had been following the steeler nation twitter account for a bit now and you guys do a ton of giveaways on the Twitter account and now kind of moving over to Instagram as well. But they did a specific giveaway for a Minka Fitzpatrick jersey. So I won that giveaway. And so I had already been kind of DMing with Justin on Twitter and then saw that they were looking for writers too. And I'm, I have a huge passion for writing and for telling stories and just for sharing my love of sports as well as other things with people. So I just reached out again and said, <clears throat> I, would, I would love to be considered. I don't know what the qualifications you're looking for are, but whatever that is, just let me know so I can potentially get on board here. And then it all kind of came together and here we are. And that's kind of the way it works with Steeler Nation, which is great because a lot of us are, you know, have some backgrounds in either broadcasting. I had a broadcast degree earlier in my career after I finished college. And we just kind of get together on Steeler Nation on the forum pages, let people know what we can do. Uh, Justin also came to me when we were, I, I used to write articles just for forum discussions. And then he's like, hey, why don't you write some articles for the page? And I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) let's go from there. And then it's like, Hey, can you help out with the podcast? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I have a degree in radio broadcasting. So I at least understand the technical aspect of it. So, and and that's blossomed from there. So now we're, we're trying to work out this vidcast thing as well. And I, 
I love the audio visual, so it's getting my, you know, TV aspect from broadcast school integrated. So now I'm trying to figure that yeah. stuff out. <laughs> love it. It's, it. Yeah, it's great stuff. But it's always fun to do new things with Steeler Nation and also show our passion because that's, that's why we do this, because we love mm -hmm. the Steelers and it gives us a nice outlet to be able to show people not only that we love them, but the kind of passion project articles that we enjoy writing for ourselves that we would find interesting as readers that, you know, for me, I try to write a lot of articles that don't really fit on other web pages because I would do a lot of commentary. And it's like, you do it that way. And, oh, I, I have you on. Okay, for some reason this is stating, okay, as, as mute. I hopefully, hopefully everything was rolling so far to this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my dog was starting to get a little, uh, a little vocal, oh, cool, cool, so cool, cool. I muted the, awesome. the feed over here so that she wouldn't, you know, be. With all my part technical di difficulties today, <laughs> I was just freaking out there for a second. Oh, te yeah, technology is so, <laughs> oh, it's so touchy, and it, it can be, it can just change and be all over the map. So I get it. It's it can be a frustrating thing to have to deal with. Yeah, and so the first thing I wanted to talk about with Steeler Nation is one of your articles that we just uh, looked into, you were talking about Deontay Johnson, and you wrote an article yesterday specifically on him and his um, coming back from his groin injury. And tell Steeler Nation what you discovered when you researched the article and what he had to say. Yeah, so we, we already knew that Deontay Johnson had had sports hernia surgery. And that was back in February, I want to say, that, that he had the surgery to repair that injury. And what none of us really knew until yesterday when he had this Zoom call with Missy Matthews was that he sustained that injury in week two of the season and that he had been dealing with injuries from training camp. Yeah. For the yeah, like, Super interesting. At, yeah, he was he was playing injured for basically the whole season. And what has been standing out to everybody is the numbers that he put up in his rookie season, first of all, playing injured with second and third string quarterbacks. And yeah, you can see it on the screen right now, the way yeah. that he's able to create separation, his speed, even his hands. Like yes. he he just has that that receiving ability that is pretty rare where he can he can make seemingly impossible catches look just so natural for him and that's a really interesting thing because if you see right here in his break he's a quick twitch receiver one of the things i loved about him coming out of college was he was the best receiver i've ever reviewed on getting off of press at the line of scrimmage and you really need a lot of quick lateral movements, and that's heavy, heavy, heavy work on the groin. And for, for us, too, I know I, I'm a super Steeler nerd geek, and I keep track of injuries, and I'm, I'm, I'm super geeky like that. So when I first researched and he tracked his injury, he initially hurt his groin back in early August and mm. missed a couple, about 10 days of practice, also held him out of one of the um, – preseason games as well they, they held him out at first one for a different reason than the third preseason game as well which I think was groin related uh, I think he probably started working his way back he's young he's strong probably then retweaked it seriously in that week two game that he was discussing but yeah. I mean, look, these are the these are the games that I'm showing that Buffalo game that's after week two 
uh, the way he's making these moves. Who's he playing here? Is this uh, Texans? Did he played Texans last year. I can't remember. If he played Texans last year. That's Yeah, last season. season was a blur. Man, I know, <laughs> such a blur. <laughs> There's uh. San Francisco. That's an early game, but that would have been yeah, week three. I think didn't we? Like I can't remember. If we yeah, it was week three. That was the week that yeah. Minka came came over from the Dolphins. Yep. Um, yeah, the Chiefs game, the, the Rams game too. Yeah, yeah. So you, that was, I think the Chiefs might have been the preseason Chiefs game. I'm not okay. positive for the for which which uh, the one that I, the Jets definitely last game of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he looks great. He does not look like a guy that's about ready to go under the knife. And no, he doesn't. And as a rookie. He still led the Steelers in receptions, and he still got named as an All-Pro, as a second-team All-Pro for being a punt returner. He returned a, a big touchdown for us, and he needed that lateral quick movement as well for those. So I've hurt my groin before as a hockey goalie, and I know mm. for a fact that it is not fun <laughs> to play, to do any lateral movement whatsoever with a tweaked groin. And for him to be able to do that and get that groin surgery and sports hernia surgery, that is just insane because the sports hernia is actually uh, in the front lower abdomen as opposed to, you know, most hernia surgeries being um, uh, in, in different places, which is crazy, crazy for, for him to be able to still perform at that high level, make the all-pro team, and <laughs> yeah, I just had surgery. But still, your article was fantastic too, Jordan. Great to hear that he's working his way back. From that. Right, absolutely. And what did he say? Did he say he was working out with anybody from that, from that video? He, from what I recall, he said he's been talking with Ben, building a relationship with Ben, kind of trying to get that chemistry and connection in place, which is going to be important. But I think one of Ben's biggest strengths as a quarterback is being able to develop that kind of quarterback receiver chemistry with whoever's on the field like even even with Ryan Switzer he makes him a better receiver than anybody else could like so I think that the fact that he's in communication with Ben and he really wants that to be a priority will will further solidify that that kind of bond that that they'll create on the field, throwing passes, catching, all that, all that stuff. And to further reiterate your position on Ryan Switzer, and there's big news for Ryan Switzer because the Switz Army Knife now has a new role, and that is as new daddy oh to son Christian. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful baby boy. So congratulations to... Ryan Switzer, who just had his baby boy yesterday. <laughs> wow. Yeah, congratulations, Switz. That is that is so exciting. And uh, just a beautiful baby. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, I know. And so a precious. A beautiful family as well. Yeah. I mean, they, they, are, <laughs> they, they are very, very gifted with this new, new, <laughs> new family. Now he's got to learn how to sleep <laughs> again or not sleep because it looks like they're, they're posing as that we're not going to sleep forever picture. Yeah. <laughs> New parents love to pose and, you know, <laughs> congratulations to Gabby. I know she had to do an excellent, excellent Oof. job as well. I'm glad she's happy, healthy, yeah. and that they are, they're moving on with their new family. Yeah, they're looking great. That is so exciting. Good for them. Yeah. And also we had some information from James Connor just released on his um, page as well. 
and I will pick that one up now. So right here directly from his page, thank you God, four years cancer free. Having cancer doesn't define you, your mindset does. Keep fighting, keep positive. Saying a prayer for those who are still fighting during these times, it started with hope. Mm. Awesome, awesome message from James Conner and especially for a lot of us here at Steel Nation with heavy, with, with big ties to religion and Christianity. And mm -hmm. That's a, a big impactful statement. And, and so he's always been such, you should know, and you can even speak on him more because he is Pittsburgh. And tell me what it is to define James Conner as being a Pittsburgh to you. I'll tell you. So I mentioned that I, I lived outside of Pittsburgh for several years. I lived in Nashville for about four years. But anytime I crossed paths with somebody who was from Pittsburgh, I could just tell immediately there is some, something different about Pittsburgh pride than there is for any other city. And when you have a connection to the city, especially when you're born here, you're raised here, you're shaped by the city, you don't really want to leave. And he has, obviously, with the, the fight through cancer and even just getting to the NFL level, he has the Pittsburgh grit that you see, the, that kind of blue collar, down and dirty type mentality where even when he got into the league, he was saying, I don't want to be defined as a cancer survivor. I don't want that to be what my career is about. I want it to be that I was a good running back and I put in the work and I made big plays for my team. And I, I just think that he understands and appreciates what the city of Pittsburgh comes down to at its core. And he knows how hard it would be to leave that, even though there's a pretty high likelihood that he won't be here after next season. A lot of stars would have to align for him to sign another contract here, but he, he wants to stay. And that that's just because Pittsburgh pride is unlike anything else. And it's big too, because he's been in the Pittsburgh area his entire life growing up in the Erie area from yeah. high school coming just straight down, was that 79 to get to Pittsburgh to Pitt, for college, yeah. to go to Pitt. So for, he's his only college and pro stadium he's known is mm -hmm. Heinz Field. So that is an amazing aspect of a player like that because the Steelers usually always pass on the Pitt players. And there's so <laughs> many fantastic Pitt players that have come out. I mean, with the when I, I at least remember when Timmons uh, was – was picked the year that we got Lawrence Timmons, which was um, Tomlin's first year as head coach. Mm -hmm. The pick right before was Daryl Revis, which I thought yeah. was also a target for this team because they were our team always needs a quarterback, <laughs> a cornerback, yeah. and that was a, a the best corner I'd seen and seen up close to playing at Pitt. And he, of course, Hall of Fame talent. So it might have been mm -hmm. interesting if the Jets didn't move up ahead of us to grab him. Right, if they're both on the board. Would Tomlin have taken Revis over? Tim, Timmons, but you know, that's moot. That's uh, just something those fans like to argue about, but it's still <laughs> awesome to see a Pittsburgh guy that Pittsburgh embraces and that story also of conquering cancer while he's at Pitt to mm -hmm. not only 
he was not only productive before the cancer that one year took him off and he came back and he's even more productive when he returned. So Pittsburgh loves a guy like that. I remember when he was drafted, he was the number one selling Steelers Jersey just because of that story, because he was one of Pittsburgh's own. And it was, you know, I, I love that he's still sharing these great messages. He still goes out and visits hospitals to help them and tell them, you know, keep on the path and keep believing. And he's just, I, Steeler fans love players like that. Mm-hmm. that just mm-hmm. really embrace the city, positive attitude. And, you know, you alluded as well, it's going to be difficult to bring him back next year. You know, I'm hoping the salary cap really jumps next year. So they have ways of picking people up. I mm-hmm. don't know how the heck <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys can afford Zeke and their receiver and now um uh, uh, Dak with yeah with what Dak is asking for yeah <laughs> it seems impossible uh, but you know that that's if they can figure out a way to do that to pay three offensive players top three contracts in three positions we should be able to find a way to make at least you know give Juju a good contract to mm-hmm. his style and hopefully Connor as well because it would suck to lose that core of that draft that we helped create with that with that draft year because that was such an excellent excellent draft and that was um, 2017 right yes yes okay 17 18 19 yeah 20 so it'd be four years yes right right yeah and the first rounder in 2017 that was that was tj yeah Mm -hmm. so we and that's why we picked up the five-year option on tj and the only call yeah and that's the only reason why we don't have to worry about renegotiating a contract next year is because of that five-year option. But the problem is if the Steelers want to retain him after there, you're talking mm-hmm. about franchise tagging, you're talking about paying him, which he, if he's still on course in one of these next two years becomes defensive player of the year, he's going to be one of the highest paid defensive players ever. So it'll be oh, yeah. really, and he should have been, he should have been defensive player of the year last year. I agree. Like, but but the, the only thing that worked yeah. against him, I, I think, too, was the fact that the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. If right. the Steelers would have made the playoffs, because that's just the way that, that voters vote. Well, you can't mm-hmm. be an MVP of a team or a defensive player of the year if your team doesn't make the playoffs. That's just, you know, the way writers think. But he was definitely yeah. the most disruptive player mm-hmm. on defense, consistently game in and game out over all the other ones. I mean, there's games where that cornerback and Patriots disappeared, and that's probably when they stopped taping the – taping teams after the Bengals problem that we still haven't heard back from Goodell. We haven't forgotten. Rod, we haven't forgotten. Yeah. We will never forget when it comes to new England and scandals. (laughs) Yeah. We don't, we do not forget. (laughs) Oh man. But you know, going back on topic a little bit and I wanted to also touch base on another interesting uh, article that came up from um, Virginia and let me grab this right here on the screenshot. And this was the Virginia pilot. They posted the photos of Ryan Shazier's house in Fox Chapel, PA, which is now for sale. And a beautiful, beautiful Jeez. home. It's just under $3 million, $2.95 million for sale. Oh, not so, bad. You know, it's, <laughs> it is a beautiful home. I mean, I, yeah. I live in there. I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely a, <laughs> above my means currently with my salary here at Steel <laughs> Um, but <laughs> just a little so, bit but the one thing that i have to ask at least question wise is does this mean that 
Shazier is downsizing or does it mean that he's thinking about leaving the Pittsburgh area or Pennsylvania area in general? Yeah, that was my first question. So my mom was actually the the one who showed me the pictures of his house yesterday. And she said Shazier put his house on the market. And before I even saw the house itself, I asked, <coughs> is he leaving? Is he moving somewhere? Uh, because, yeah, it's one of two things. He's either getting something a little bit more manageable or he's planning on going out of state or city or somewhere you know and that was something that i was trying to determine as well but obviously he is under contract this year mm -hmm. with the Steelers. obviously playing on a reduced rate with these reduced contracts over the past couple years i'm starting to think maybe he's downsizing and going to stay in the Pittsburgh area, hopefully, as well. But I know he does have endorsements. He does speaking. He does get paid for those engagements. But obviously, it doesn't pay as well as a top-tier all-pro middle linebacker. Yeah. And it, it just wouldn't make sense for him to want to leave, you know. The Steelers have taken such good care of him to ensure that he had a salary and even something is – simple as health benefits to be to be on the payroll and a part of the organization post injury post his playing career you know yeah it's it's just something that we have to think about but we all love Shazier many wishes to his health and his and his family mm -hmm. and if he ever came back it would be a miracle and it would be something that Steeler fans would just be absolutely over the moon uh, with should it ever should it ever occur and one other aspect I wanted to discuss I had a lot of questions uh, from Steeler Nation both on Twitter Instagram and, and some on the forum as well and I saw that you joined the forum as well what's your forum name uh, Fidge Newton I, I kept it consistent across nice. all those platforms you know because I, I honestly just for my own sake I forget if I if I start to change things up I just don't ever remember what my login information is so i just keep it the same nice and i post this cope and it's a blast like the football forum there is just amazing a lot of knowledge i get a lot of insight and think about things differently so i can write more interesting articles just bouncing ideas off of each other and and it's just a blast They're great people too so guys come over to the steelernation.com site click on the forum join us it's a blast it's a lot of fun a lot of people passionate about the Steelers and football in general, and we generally get the news immediately, even before some of these news sources that are writing the articles, because our people just immediately shot, shoot over their Twitter stuff and shoot over their Instagram stuff, and we're in the know pretty quickly over there. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool experience. I just joined a couple of days ago, so I don't have that much time spent on it, but even just a couple of days that I've been there, it's it's a a lot of good conversation, a lot of really in-depth football knowledge from people who have been watching the Steelers for decades. So it's good for me, who is a little bit younger, to even just learn more about the history of the team I grew up watching. And, and going back then to that, 
thing that people were asking me, at least when I broke down the Steelers video, that's on our YouTube channel, come over to the Steeler Nation channel on YouTube, and you can see my breakdown, but I'm going to quickly go through it with you um, right now, just so we can kind of see what I was looking, so I was able to see how far Ben threw the football. So oh. I know he's on a high school field. We'll check. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it comes up later, but you see an X right here on the field that I'm pointing to. Mm -hmm. um, that is the 40-yard line because you kick off from the 40-yard line in college. So Ben's around midfield, and I'll advance here because these are all quick cuts. Yeah. You know, really quick. Oh, like that one went so quickly, it's gone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can see the X on the field. He's in right around midfield, though, from what I'm seeing for this. And then his – this one, he's standing – there's the um, – Yeah, you can see it. You see the midfield logo right here. You can see the X at the 40. That's 40, 45. He's right on the 50, it looks like to me, between the 45 and the 50 on the other side mm -hmm. of the field. But usually quarterbacks like to line up behind the line, so I think that he's lined up behind the 50 there. Uh, but he's winging it. Like, he's really yeah, he winging really it is. hard. And this one shows it really well. I was able to count up as soon as um, – um, Juju gets out of the picture. You see, you see the yard markers. You see he's in the end zone. He's in the end zone. Yep. The hash lines end. Um, if you can see right here to the right of our text boxes, <laughs> that's Big Ben. That's the, his, his black shirt, his white logo, the white Nike logo. Yep. Gray pants, black shoes. That's Ben. So I know exactly where Ben is on the field. I know exactly where Juju is on the field. You know he's in the end zone because the hash lines stop. Mm -hmm. This is Switzer. So when we move on a little bit, we'll see Switzer. But we can count back because it goes 10, 20. 30, 40, then you see Ben, and then you see the 50-yard line, which is right behind where our, our things are. I think probably they can mm -hmm. see it a little better because I think it only shows one of us at a time on the replay. But I can tell that he's between the 45 and the 50. This pass is to the center of the field. And so it had to be in the air about 45, 50 yards. And that is as good as saying the guy has his arm back. And yeah, he's, and he's not being held back, and he's able to throw it as hard and as far as he wants, which is so encouraging for everybody watching the Steelers and paying attention to them because of the types of throws that we witnessed last year. They and even just the overall quarterback awareness when you're in your first or second season, you you don't have that experience under your belt like Ben who's a veteran to to have that field vision he they they just were completely missing guys who were <laughs> wide open and trying to force passes and didn't quite have the strength they didn't quite have the speed on the ball to get it to like thread defenders so yeah it's very exciting to to see him back in action, even if it's just quick, like one second shots. But the, to, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And you hit the nail on the head, Jordan, because it's experience. I mean, we had two quarterbacks last year playing backup for the Steelers that had a combined zero game starting entering the season. So they had to learn as they went last season, both surprisingly were quite successful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Rudolph ended up five and three with his record. I know uh, Duck Hat was three and three. So to get positive exchanges, to get wins as a rookie quarterback is really, really difficult. And especially to be as young and Duck being undrafted as well. But they showed some good promise in preseason. They obviously performed better than Dobbs, which made Dobbs trade bait. Mm -hmm. uh, and he became part of the uh, trade. Jaguars, exchange. right? 
Yes, he went to the Jaguars for a fifth-round draft pick, and that fifth-rounder was part of the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. So that was part of the package deal. So it's the Steelers are doing what a lot of teams in the NFL do. Like, I know the, the Eagles do this. I know the Patriots do this. And that is develop young quarterbacks, work them up through the system, and if you're not going to start them, don't give them a second contract and trade them for draft capital. And yep, which is worth it because – even looking back to last year's draft, <clears throat> we, used, we used the draft picks that we had via the Antonio Brown trade yeah. to then trade up in the draft and grab Devin Bush. So yep. people yeah. always view a player for a draft pick, not always, but they tend to view that kind of swap as meaningless, mm. but in reality, if you're a good GM and you know how to kind of manipulate those like those trades, yeah. you can you can get a lot with your draft picks or trade them away for a player like Minka Fitzpatrick. That is true. That is true. And here going back to Ben, we see again he's standing at midfield easily line right there is the 40-yard line, so that's the 45 and this is the 50. He's standing on the 50 here. You can easily see that one. And then we got a quick cut there is Switzer coming in with a beautiful hands catch. Here's the 20-yard line and the 20-yard line. So he's right around the 16, 15, because he's outside of the hash lines. I can see both mm -hmm. sets of hatch lines. So Ben's probably in the center of the field throwing to the outside. So it looks like it's about a 35-yard pass in the air. And Yeah, and that was a bullet. Yeah, it came in quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's great, great notice on that. Then we have right here on the sideline, uh, James Connor coming in with a nice catch. And I've seen from looking back, and I can click back a little bit, but it doesn't really matter. But this line right here with the little blue on it, that's the 30-yard line. We can see it behind Ben's uh, head in those shots, and I counted mm. back from the 40 to get that 30. And so I know he's catching the ball right here around the 25, 24, 23-yard line area. So he's at the sideline. Ben's probably in the middle of the field. So this is probably closer to being like a 30-yard pass um, down to him. But, I mean, here we go. We're talking about 30-yard passes, 40-yard passes, 50-yard passes. I mean, Ben's arm is back. And that was the most important thing that I wanted to show Steeler Nation, how you get the size, how you get to know exactly how far he mm -hmm. was able to throw the football. And – Clear as day. So that's why he ended up sitting back in the chair. And we can start talking about that now, which is Barbershop Gate, which ended <laughs> up, which it's, it's unfortunately, Big Ben has a black cloud over every damn thing he does. And he released this, you know, beautifully produced videos, setting a whole story the entire way through. You know, I'm not going to, you can tell he was injured right when you first said, you know, I'm not going to shave my my beard, I'm not going to cut my hair until I can throw a legit NFL pass. They show him on the field, quick cut. He's got the ball. He's still got that big, bushy, Kiesel-esque beard yeah. on the field. And then they click to him, and he's like, oh, he's going to throw it? And then he throws the ball, and then you see him throwing bombs. I mean, he's whizzing these balls, and he's, like, really tearing into the ball, too, mm -hmm. like baseball-style throws. So for him to – and then – of course, like the imagery of him getting a haircut is not like, look at what I'm doing in COVID-19 time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the actuality of 
this is my journey. I stated at the beginning of my journey before surgery that I'm not going to get my hair cut. And he is just an absolute joy now with the, the fact that he's getting his hair cut. So let me bring this back up right now, too, if I can bring up. There he is sitting in the chair. Oh, look at that face. That and I know. It's pure joy. I mean, he's obviously trimmed half, like three-quarter of a kiesel off of that beard. Mm -hmm. He's got his hair nice and trim. Um, initially, I thought there were four people total here, and I, I missaw it. So now here's a little bit of an exclusive to see how many people are in the room because we see the barber here mm -hmm. um, you know bald barber he's been interviewed on all sorts of things fox news cnn just because of like wow can you have your shop open right and his shop was not open to the public people he's one of ben's friends and i stated yeah. that initially it's like this guy definitely owns a barber shop because you know you're in a barber shop right and you know like you know he can't be open to the public obviously so like so people just got upset that Ben got a haircut, whereas they couldn't get a haircut, but Ben knows this guy personally yeah. in exchange of, of money. So it's a, it's a free haircut. It's more like promotional. I mean, obviously his, his shop's going to be blowing up now since <laughs> people know it. I, for some reason it's, it's slipping my mind. And if you recall, you can, uh, you can add in, but I can't remember. I can't yeah. remember. But um, please, please, please go see his shop and get your haircut there. You should be a line out the door when the first day to get your haircut happens because this guy made sure that Ben's story could be complete and in, in beautiful fashion. So here also, you know, obviously in the mirror here, we can see Big Ben's back of his head. And then we have the cameraman right here. He's holding the camera. You can see the microphone in the camera here. I believe that he said that this was the second cameraman because they had two cameramen on the field, one person next to Ben, one person downfield on the receivers. It seemed like when they were doing the workout. Mm. And then, what I didn't notice the last time, and now I'm noticing, is this hand. This hand is another person. Yep. Because the person right here is, is filming the shot that we're looking at right now. The person in the green with the red hair mm -hmm. is, is definitely taking the shot. So I didn't know if this was possibly James Conner, possibly another friend. It's, it's definitely somebody Ben knows well because he's yeah. acting in a, in a very kind way for somebody they knows. So I, 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 his, the nails aren't beautiful enough and the hand isn't beautiful enough to be his wife so I don't think it's mm -hmm. but uh it might be James Connor messing with them and having a good time with them then you're getting your hair yeah done, touching the hair so so that sets Ben off and he's having a good time and has a nice smile for it and then of course you know Juju and Switzer looking swole walking across oh, the yeah, and saying Ben is back and that is just nothing is more exciting for a Steeler fan that just lost a year out of Big Ben to come back this year now and see Big Ben compete. Right. So I looked it up. It's Norman's Cutting Edge Barbershop. Awesome. So Norm yeah, that, yep. Norman's Cutting Edge. Steeler Nation, Norman's Cutting Edge. That is the mm -hmm. only place you should cut your hair when you come out of quarantine. I'm telling exactly. you. Exactly. He is the guy. <laughs> Especially with all the crap he had to take from oh. people that didn't understand that he wasn't open for business. And yeah, and to to just kind of reiterate that point i don't i don't understand why ben is always at the center of these national sports media concocted scandals he's always being scrutinized for anything that he does and take a look at tom brady who accidentally walked into somebody else's house in Tampa and everybody, yeah. 
and everybody was like a coach yeah they were like oh that's so cute look at him he got confused and went into somebody else's house but if it happened to ben that then everybody would be losing their minds because they'd be like he's breaking and entering why does he have to go into somebody (laughs) else's house but ben just can't catch a break but you're right the the big takeaway from that is that he is back and he looks like he is ready to go this season. And not that isn't big news just because we're getting our hall of fame quarterback back under center, but it's we're in the twilight of his career at this point. And to have a lost year of not being able to watch him play when we know what kind of quarterback he is, that was a huge loss because we know we don't have that many years with him left, especially now that the first quarterback of that draft class, Eli Manning has retired. So that has started. And Phillip rivers is, is not with the chargers anymore. He's with the Colts. So like things are shifting with that generation of quarterbacks and we'll probably see some change with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers after they drafted Jordan Love. So it's, yep. it's getting to that point where a new generation of quarterbacks are taking over the league, like Mahomes and Jackson. Mm. And it's, it's, it was a big deal to not be able to watch Ben because it's like, yeah. Oh my goodness. He, He's not going to be playing forever, and we knew that, but now we can feel it, and it's kind of that sense of urgency, like let's get him back ASAP. And the only benefit that happened, the only you know positive that I can spin off of the Big Ben injury was that was the reason that Miami decided to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Minka Fitzpatrick trade because their GM thought they would get the best draft capital trading Minka to a team that doesn't have their franchise quarterback. And I understand the reasoning, but fortunately, you know, Tomlin and the coaches did an excellent job last year with multiple, multiple injuries going down. I mean, you're talking about like, you know, Juju missed four games, Connor missed five games, Switzer seven, mm-hmm. um, you know, Tuit missed 10 games. Uh, Snell and Samuels missed three. I mean, we had injuries all over the field last year, and it was just Mm -hmm. for them to maintain and and get to a point where, you know, I thought they were going to make the playoffs when they were eight and five, but they ended up being eight and eight. And But the the benefit of being eight and eight was Dolphins were drafting 17th and not in the top ten like they were expecting to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was one of the reasons why people were so critical initially of the trade for Fitzpatrick because as soon as Ben went down, everybody had this assumption that I don't even know. It was so unfounded, but it felt like people thought that we were going to somehow be worse than the Bengals and get the first (laughs) overall pick and be able to draft Joe Burrow to be Ben's heir. It, It was so confusing. It was such a confusing time to be a Steelers fan, but yeah, it it ended up working out in our favor completely because we got Minka and we still went 500. And yeah. uh, looking at the the new playoff format, we would have made the playoffs last year. So Correct. it was shocking that we won as many games as we did with the kind of play that we had and the injuries too. Yeah. Um, 
it's so it's a testament to the team. Next man up is always the mantra with a Tomlin red led team. It's one of mm-hmm. his favorite Tomlinisms. So, you know, you're, you're, you're a starter in waiting next man up. So yep. that's, that's a belief that the backups have and they prepare and they're ready when they get in there. So I know it became a talent issue for a lot of the games down the road and, and, you know, pushing the box and, and blitzing every play and, and not respecting a run game and just throwing everything at the quarterbacks made it very mm-hmm. difficult in the cold weather for us to get our offense off the ground at all. And, um, but you know, it's, it's what happened last year, but I wanted to touch base also Jordan on one of your articles that you touched on one and CJ Lester did as well. And they were about the Steelers snubs and some of them were referring to Minka and Ben not being top hundred players. So tell Steeler nation what you found out about those. So this is an opinion I've always kind of had, and I tend to be very opinionated and get worked up. That makes for a good writer. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think it it's my belief that those player rankings are just pointless. They're absolutely worthless because ultimately, if you're playing in the NFL with the exception of a few guys who would prefer to have blockbuster deals, everybody wants to win the Super Bowl. That's That's the ultimate prize. So if you're – asking me who is the best whatever who's in the top 100 I would say who won the Super Bowl last year I don't care about players the Chiefs won the Super Bowl so who's the best team the Chiefs they're they're the guys to be like it doesn't and some one of the things that I say or bring up in the article is that age-old comparison of Ed Reed and Troy Polamalu Mm -hmm. like you can you can line two players' stats up next to each other and dissect them line by line, like how many interceptions, how many sacks, how many forced fumbles, in how many games played. And obviously there are, there are going to be tilted scales on, in one way or another. But what ends up being more important for a player's career is what they mean to their team and their ability to make big plays and big moments. And that doesn't always look like an interception or a forced fumble. Like, I, it even comes to mind the game against the Colts in the 2005 playoffs where Jerome Bettis fumbled on the goal line. And who made the shoestring tackle that saved the game? Big Ben. Like, yep. it, it does not always matter who has more what what does matter is who steps up in the right time. And I, if, if we're going based off of rankings, I don't know how you can keep a player like Minka Fitzpatrick first team, all pro off of that list. Yeah. Because just number, number wise, I mean, you just do the math for how many people make the all pro team and you're talking about 40 some players and that's for for first team, like, you know, between Mm -hmm. 30, 40 some players, depending on who has back. No, it's it's actually just starters that they list. They don't even list backups. For those, so yeah, you're looking at you know 25, 30 players um, max yep. in those respects. So to have a top 25 player not in the top 100 for someone's like to me, I also think it's like you have your internal biases from your mm-hmm. your writers that maybe tiered toward their local team a little bit more and might have just flat out forgot about Minka Fitzpatrick. And then at the end, he's like, oh, I, I don't, 
Well, you're not a top 100 player. He's, he's got to like play his list that yeah. he, that because he already dealt his cards. And for me, like I think he probably just forgot the research, didn't do his research properly, and screwed up on it. Because in any top 100 list, you everybody on the first team All Pro should be in your top 100. Mm-hmm. A lot of the players from your second team All Pro should be in your top 100, and then work out from there. And you know, I I can understand also Ben not being on there strictly because he he didn't play last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know he's a franchise quarterback. We know he's yeah. capable of being a top 100 player. But I can understand at least from the reviewing the players from last year and taking into account all of the quarterback play. I mean, Ben's at the bottom because he only played in two games. Mm-hmm. He had no stats. Yeah. I mean, and he didn't look great in those no. two games. And he was playing through an elbow injury, so it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's ultimately the problem. They were hoping that elbow would heal on its own. It didn't. It snapped. And, you know, fortunately, yeah. he'll be coming back stronger this year and doesn't have to worry mm-hmm. about that elbow anymore. So that would be yeah. ideal. <laughs> oh, let's hope. I know. Jeez. But you have all these – awesome players and this is why I'm so excited as a Steeler fan this year because Mm -hmm. Ben didn't play last year you know Connor another pro bowler had incredible stats you know previous years had a really down year like a terrible down year Mm -hmm. uh same thing with Juju I mean he really regressed I mean he was I think there were three players above him in yardage and uh two or three players above him in receptions as well I mean Mm -hmm. yeah he got double covered but I mean, he was open as well, too, at times, and didn't get hit. But, I mean, yeah. we've got passionate guys that know – that are Pro Bowl players, Juju as well, and mm-hmm. that know that they can perform. And now just hearing this information, too, about Deontay Johnson, it's like, there's another gear out of this guy? I know. It's <laughs> shocking. He's already sick. And then, you know, getting to it back, and then he's going to want to prove, like, hey, guys, mm-hmm. I'm not injury prone. I can play a full season. I mean, we're waiting, but, yes, I can play a full season. And mm-hmm. yeah. With him paired with Hayward, the defensive line is so disruptive, and that really opens up the playmaking for the rest of the team because we're not always relying on those outside pressure edges and, mm-hmm. and blitz schemes to get pressure on the quarterback because Tuit and Hayward are doing it all by themselves. And the, the defense was already so good last year. Look out if – I mean, if we get to see those little runs where, like, Tuit and Hayward are playing together for, like, first two mm. or three games of the season or, like, first couple game plays of the season, and they can't do anything. They can't even get a play out of the backfield. And then, like, Tuit gets hurt. And like, crap. <laughs> yeah. And I think Tuit will – and maybe I'm putting words into his mind, but I feel like he'll probably ha- kind of want to prove something, too, because – the loss of Javon Hargrave has been yeah. a big talking point for a lot of people in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I think he will probably want to be able to say, I, I can step in and excel as well. Like just because I was hurt doesn't mean I'm irrelevant and like, I'm here, I'm going to make an impact, that kind of thing. Nice. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and vidcast. The vidcast is not live, but it will go up and a little bit slower. But love having you on. Love you being part of the team. You've been a great addition. I'm looking forward to reading more and more of your articles. And Steeler Nation, you should be too. Please, please follow Jordan DeFiggio on Twitter and Instagram 
at Fidge Newton. That's F-I-D-G-E-N-E-W-T-O-N. And also Fidge Newton on SteelerNation.com right. forum. They've got Mia's Cope as well. <laughs> so come on over and chat with us and have some great discussions. So thanks again, Jordan. We're a pleasure, pleasure having you. We look forward yeah, to Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. It's always fun to talk Steelers with a fellow uh, diehard. It's really great. <laughs> If we have a problem. I know that. <laughs> I, a little bit, but it's a good problem. It's I a, like it. <laughs> we, we, we're having these great instances now that at least we can get together and talk about our problems together. Exactly. Yeah. It's like counseling. Like Thank group you, counseling. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Right. All right, Steeler fans. Make sure to come on over to SteelerNation.com for some of the best football information on the internet as well as that excellent forum that we talked about check out also our steeler nation podcasts or our steeler nation channel on youtube right here we've got some great videos talked with um ron lust yesterday the sports uh, attorney and he told us so much information about COVID-19 and how these sports are going to reopen. I uh, also have a nice interview here too with Alex Highsmith, super, super interesting guy. Um, come on over to the gear page, go down underneath the jersey, and here is the click, click link for the official Steeler Nation merchandise, which is awesome. You got shirts, you got hoodies, you got podcasts, Steeler Nation podcasts. Heck yeah, that's what I wear. We got mugs, everything, rollover. We got ton of color options. So you can customize the way you want to be at Steeler Nation tailgate to properly represent Steeler Nation. And thanks a lot for joining us. You can also tweet us at Steeler Nation, Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. I can also be followed on social media as Steeler Nation Striker at SN Striker with a Y. Thanks for joining us for the SteelerNation.com podcast and live <clears throat> Not so live, vidcast. <laughs> I'm your host, G Striker, with Jordan DeFigio, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! <laughs>